Good morning. It's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Good morning Linda. Good morning, Marianne. How are you? I'm well. It's a beautiful day. Yep. Too beautiful for an apron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know, but I feel like it's getting to be a habit, this uh, not having an apron on. Well, a lot of times I wouldn't have an apron on, and I just lied, but then that one time you called me out. <laughs> so now I'm scared. The jig's up. Scared. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to. (laughs) I was so shocked. Really? You didn't mean to yell, liar? (laughs) No, you didn't yell, liar. (laughs) Well, I, uh, as always, when I see you on Food Talk, I'm wondering what you've been cooking. Let's see. um, It's summer, so of course we always say a lot of salads. But, you know, um, we challenged everybody uh, last time we were on the air to um, cook something new with chicken. Yes. So I did, and um, what I did is something that I'd actually wanted to make for a while. Hey, I'm going to see how many times I can use the word actually in this show. Okay, I forgot to start counting. (laughs) (laughs) One, two. (laughs) Because I think it it makes me sound extra arrogant. Yay! (laughs) And there's nothing like that. Yeah, that's so awesome. Also starts with A. So actually, I I wanted to make um, caramel chicken for a while because Ah. I remember seeing an episode of Top Chef a long time ago, like maybe eight years ago, where um, there was a guy who was really a good cook, and he was, you know, um, um, easily a contender to win, and he made caramel chicken, and the judges just ridiculed him. What were you thinking? (gasps) Caramel and chicken don't go together, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I knew that that was like an Asian dish. Yes, I've heard of it, but I had never seen it on a menu. Yeah, Uh, like caramelized chicken, I I assumed, you know. So um, anyway, so I made it, and... um, uh, it was, oh, come on, brain. It was a lot of fish sauce, a lot oh. of fish sauce, a little bit of soy sauce, um, and then uh, three quarters of a cup of brown sugar. And then you um, uh, take some chicken thighs, uh, cut them in quarters, and then just put a little bit, and of course, ginger and garlic and, and um, uh, rice wine vinegar. Uh-huh. And then you um, uh, just put a little bit of sauce, like you'd use just a little bit of that sauce as a marinade, you know, um, and then... Um, Get a, get a fry pan or a wok really hot, stir fry it, and then um, throw in some jalapeno peppers. I didn't have any jalapenos, but I had some hatch peppers, and that worked just fine. Yeah. And some scallions, which, of course, I didn't have, so can I even report on this dish? <laughs> hey, we are nothing if not resourceful in the face of... <laughs> so I used white onions. I'm not white onions, but sweet onions, and yeah. that was just fine. And then um, after that, some cilantro. And then um, you stir fry it, put the rest of the sauce in there, and just keep it going in a really hot pan until it turns really sticky, you know? And it was good, and it was pretty, too. I just served it over rice and then put a lot of cilantro on it afterwards. It sounds really good. Yeah. And it was a little sweet, um, but it was also, I mean, it was that sweet and salty thing, so it was yeah. good. Uh, a lot of times, um, I, there's a lot of Thai things that I'm not super crazy about because they're too sweet for me. But for some reason, if it's sweet and sticky, I like it better than if it's sweet and brothy, like the Thai things. You know? uh-huh. A lot of Thai uh-huh. curries are pretty sweet. And so I, I liked it, and I was happy I made it. And then the judges on Top Chef were wrong. So wrong. Yeah, and they were mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're getting paid to be mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds really good to me. And I'm with you on that. I like sticky glazes mm-hmm. more than I like really sweet. Brothy things. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it's it's, like good, chicken, if it's, it's like eating chicken cereal. <laughs> <laughs> 
just pour milk on it. Yeah. So, and a sliced banana, yum. Uh, yeah, and, and sugar. <laughs> well, I cooked something new that I had never cooked before with chicken. Oh, really? Yes, I rose to the uh, challenge. Chicken challenge. <laughs> yes. The cook, 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 cook. <laughs> and um, also, I've been on a big corn kick lately because I see the darkness at the end of the tunnel you know oh, yeah. what I mean I see that we've got about a month maybe if we're if the weather is kind to us and we're really lucky maybe five six weeks but we're getting you know we got to eat corn now yeah. doesn't that sound like a rural American like farm game corn kick it's time <laughs> for the corn kick kids get your boots on <laughs> their hands hey, on the corn kick <laughs> we can invent something <laughs> yeah. and I can supply all the cobs because we've been eating a lot of yeah. corn oh my gosh um, so what'd you make? So I made this uh, recipe that I found. Uh, it's a Melissa Clark recipe. Oh, I really like her. I do too. Her recipes are always good, and I don't think she's famous enough. Well, seriously, no, but she's working steady, and that's something. Yeah. But I mean, for her like ability and um, yeah. um you know, yeah. vision, I just don't think she's. Famous I love enough. all of the stuff that she's. <clears throat> excuse me, that she's done where she tweaks something that you're familiar with, mm -hmm. and it, and it's even better. Yeah. she has a very good. Uh, uh, I think that she has perfect pitch in terms of a palate. Yeah. As she can That's imagine. the best way to put that. I've never heard that before. That is great. Well, this one was corn and okay. chicken, and it was uh, boneless, skinless chicken thighs, which okay. I all I, I tend to default if I'm going to throw some chicken in the freezer, freezer for an emergency. I will almost always buy it with bone in and skin on. But I am beginning to realize much late – in life that uh, anything that's boneless and skinless cooks really fast. And yeah. that's a perfect thing if you're just not really in the mood and yep. you just want to get something done. Get her, get her done. Yeah, get her done. So this we can is go a, have the corn kick. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an incentive. Yeah. Clean up your plate. <laughs> anyway, um, this was, oh, and in preparation to this, because it's uh, fresh off the cob corn. Okay. How do you cut corn off the cob? Well, dangerously and stupidly and flinging all over the kitchenly. But I know that, um, what's her name? Ina Garten has this way where you take a bunt pan and yeah. you put the corn cob right there. Yeah. And that's supposed to work. But and I've, I've never... seen people put like an upside down cup inside of a deeper bowl and stand the cob on it. And uh, yeah. But a long time ago, and I wish I could give credit to whoever told me this, but sadly I cannot. Um Someone taught me to take corn off the cob by holding the cob in your hand okay. and starting at the bottom end, whichever end that is that you've got in That's your hand, from you. and slide the knife toward you, and all of the kernels fall straight down. Okay. And there's no, like, uh, sweeping the floor afterwards. Yeah, but man, that just sounds like emergency room waiting to happen for me. Oh, I do so many things with... Uh, knives and other kinds of blades toward my hand oh yeah I do okay You're my grandmother I taught me to cook and I think I never saw that woman with a band-aid on <laughs> so I don't think it's as dangerous as we think it is plus I have yeah. the world's best knife sharpener okay which used to be my husband but then I got this machine <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so much and um I am sh able to sharpen a knife before I use it every single time quickly without bothering anybody. Okay. So uh, that's key to okay. something like this. Yeah. But uh, also I peel potatoes and carrots and everything by pulling a, 
tailored toward my son. Okay. I don't know why. I don't just because I um, I just know that. <laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> that I'm the stabinator. <laughs> I'm, I am certainly not advocating this. It's just I'm saying yeah. that's how I do it. Okay. Uh, so far, so good. But aside from that, however you get the, the corn, corn off, off the cob, yeah. d- use your uh, favorite method. <laughs> um, it is uh, just searing these chicken thighs in like a tablespoon of oil and a tablespoon of butter okay. until they're... Uh, Brown on both sides, but they don't take very long to cook. And then you take them out and put them on a plate. And I usually just put them on a warmed plate with a bowl on top so that they stay warm but don't continue to cook. I like them to stay warm. You're going to put them back in the pan for a minute before you eat them anyway. Uh, But the thing I loved about this was the... um, uh, was making brown butter in the pan, add butter to the pan, and brown it until it's the way you like it, being careful not to let it go too far. That's the thing Mm -hmm. about brown butter. You got to really keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. But once you have brown butter, you're going to put the corn in there and um, just saute it until it, and and some fresh thyme leaves. That sounds good. Yeah, it is. And so all the corn is seasoned with is these pan drippings, butter, thyme, salt, pepper. Okay. Very simple. Um, and very quick. I mean, once the brown butter happens in no time and the corn off the cob is, you don't actually really need to cook it. Yeah. I mean, it's so delicious. Yeah. So yeah. You, it, it's really fast. Um, and then um, you're going to add, at the last minute, you add uh, some torn up fresh basil and some sliced uh, scallions and okay. just stir it in really fast. That's it. Put the uh, chicken thighs back in and just kind of stir everything together <clears throat> get it warm yeah and serve it with uh lime wedges and you squeeze a little fresh lime over the top and it was so good it sounds really good and my uh benighted husband <laughs> who is not really crazy about chicken and i don't think it's the chicken's fault i think that i don't do uh i don't do inspirational things with chicken very yeah. often yeah. but i was shocked recently we've only been together for 40 something years i was shocked (laughs) recently to find out that he doesn't like roast chicken (gasps) which you you know in the winter a roast chicken is my go-to because it guarantees so many more meals down the line you make a lot of roast chicken i do (gasps) not anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i know i remember i made two roast chickens once and um you know had them they were for something that i was going to make out of them later so they were sitting on the stove and um i went and did something i came back and dale had picked every piece of skin (gasps) off of both of them and i had these two bald chickens oh (laughs) they do look so sad and i don't blame him the skin is the best part but but he wasn't even sorry oh i bet he was happy I love that. Oh. Well, I have a couple more things that I want to try okay, yeah. that I've discovered recently. And one of them is because I'm, you know, on a corn kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things I really love, and we used to have at the River People Farmer's Market when it was actually downtown under tents and everything before we were not allowed to be in each other's presence. Um mm-hmm 
we used to be able to get at one of the booths uh, the Mexican corn on the cob with oh, the. Oh, I remember it. Oh my god! What kind of cheese is that? Cotija, Co- cotija cheese yeah, yeah. and chili, uh, so chili powder, good. and yeah, yeah, so good, so good. And I found this recipe that I am going to try tonight. Um, that is uh, that concept with the corn taken off the cob, and. Um, and mixed with uh, mayonnaise and the Mexican crema. You can use sour cream, but we can get the crema in any supermarket. And, and it just squirts so great. Yeah. It does. And it's and it tastes different. It, I yep. mean, there is a difference. Yep. So if you can get it, I would say get it. Um, it's got fresh cilantro, lime juice, cotija, and ancho chili powder, or, you know, really any chili powder that you have. You could even use cayenne, I guess. But... Um, it's just all of that stuff sautéed in a pan together, and I like the idea good. of that uh, because I, the uh, traditional corn on a cob with all that stuff on it is a fabulously delicious, messy thing to eat, and mm-hmm. I, I don't see us having it at the dinner table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see us having it outdoors yeah. <laughs> near a hose so it yeah. can be hosed up. Yeah. So having it like this where you just serve it as a side dish I think is a really great yeah. idea i've really been into that mexican um spice uh tahine T-A-J-I. oh yeah 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 yeah. and so i think just butter on corn and salt and pepper and tahine i think is so good and it reminds me of that street corn that they had at the river yeah this farmer's market well that and that's really lime and chili yeah so it's all together it's just a great flavor and it it's is not as like painful to me cayenne on on um you know or on, on corn would just say it would hurt me you know if I put a bunch <laughs> yeah. of cayenne on there yeah and so this it's spicy but it doesn't hurt me and and I, I appreciate that <laughs> yeah yes that's right we don't want to be punished for enjoying some food <laughs> later especially so but yeah I really like that hey I have a question for you I have an answer actually <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to use that word this is a huge yeah I know what uh it's a huge relief that you have an answer Have you ever done anything, uh, have you ever done any kind of dish where the thing is marinated after it's cooked? Oh, you know what? Okay, sort of. And there's this guy, come on, Linda, what's his name? Oh, I am not going to remember. Oh. I think the book he wrote is called Serious Barbecue. And oh. I remember after the first printing, it went like out of print. And it was like more than a thousand bucks for a copy. It's Ooh. such a good book. And I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. But he has this way of barbecuing meat where you um, um, barbecue it. And, you know, maybe it's marinated. Certainly it's spiced. But then you put um, a marinade on it afterwards. And that's the only time. But it was really good. And it's a lot like, you know, if if I barbecue, I will save the juices of whatever it is I'm barbecuing. And right before I serve it, I'll just slop everything around in that to make it not dry uh-huh, you know, or, uh-huh. or more moist. And, and it, it's kind of along those lines. But but it would be, it, you know, you'd put like some oil and a bunch of herbs, salt and pepper, some spices, and then a little bit of vinegar, maybe, um, or a little bit of lemon juice, maybe in a blender and then just slather that on there and it would but it was liquid enough that it was a marinade wow that sounds really good what what are you thinking of well i i came across this recipe and i had never heard of that uh process before um and and this was done with swordfish and uh, an herb a fresh herb marinade but they actually cook the swordfish and then put the marinade on it just like you're saying really and um and and the thing about 
fish of any kind is that you can really let it be, you can have it at room temperature and you're perfectly fine. So Mm -hmm. if you want to let it sit in the sauce of the pan for a while and, and, you know, cool off, you're not cooking it anymore. It's so easy to overcook fish. You really don't want it to be, you want it to be in a warm thing, but not in a cooking thing after it's ready to, uh, and this is just basically, this particular recipe is very much just uh, the standard capers, butter, lemon juice, you know, Picotta. That's what yeah, it yeah. sounds like to me, uh, but uh, but the way they do it is to uh, remove after you get it cooked the way you want. They sizzle. They take it out of the pan, sizzle the capers, and then um, uh, take the pan off the heat and add all of the liquid stuff and just let it warm up okay. from the residual heat of the pan. Put the fish back in it and let it sit for a while. And and they're letting it sit for like fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't have. I really like lemon caper sauce, and I made some once that was really, really good, and then I was never able to recreate it. Oh. And I don't have a silky, beautiful lemon caper sauce like I would like to, and I've tried. But um, there's just there's some skill that I'm missing in sauce making that I just, I, I at home, I just can't recreate it. I, I, I mean, I can make one that's fine, but not one that's delicious. Oh, okay. The... Um don't you have some capers left in the bottom of your fridge from when that dude... From the caper caper. The, one, the gallon <laughs> jar of capers tipping that over, spilled, whatever it was. That was so sad. No, I have I have like half of them that I scoop back in the jar, and they're a little dry, but they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the one stumbling block to a silky caper <laughs> they sauce. They need to be dry and desiccated and refrigerator flavored. <laughs> I do really like crisped capers, you know, yeah. uh, that... And having them be dry would be a bonus for yeah, making yeah, those. So, you know. Yeah, I really like them. I put them in um, salad dressings. I put them always in the dressing that I use for crab louis. But, um, yeah, I really Yum. like capers. I think they're delicious. I think that the... I think that the chicken recipe that I was talking about earlier had called for capers, and I didn't have any, so I just didn't use any. Because I had any. them all. You had them all. You're so selfish. Oh. Well, no, that was at the beginning of the pandemic, and I remember the guys at Cash and Carry saying, capers, you're not going to be able to get capers. And I'm like, what? Then I must have a gallon. you know. And I bought like the biggest jar they had, and that was a mistake. Oh, shoot. Because <laughs> of the gravity in the refrigerator where it tipped over, and now my fridge smells like caper. That could, you know, could be worse. Yeah, Capers smell true. pretty darn it's good. True. I want to take a quick sec to uh, let everybody know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. And uh, Linda, I feel like we ought to check in with those two extremely fine nonprofits and see if they still want to be aligned with us. You know, <laughs> know what I mean? I know. I know. We should Especially probably touch base. Especially after the corn kick. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, they're fine with it, I'm sure. Hey, but speaking of those two nonprofits, KMUN, you know, next week is Pledge Drive. That's right. I know. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I am too. Because we have a cunning plan. <gasps> we have a cunning plan. Be sure to tune in because, uh, the, you know, you can always catch... Uh, all of the uh, community affairs programming, which apparently we are a community affair, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> We're not having one. We are no, one. No. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're all available uh, as podcasts on uh, the website kmun.org, which is really cool because often I'm not able to listen live, but I can go back in and catch up yeah. on stuff. I love that. Uh, however, 
for pledge drive, certain things will be time sensitive and uh, you will want to tune in, actually tune in. And actually. Actually. Actually turn in. Uh, also, a quick reminder that Food Talk is appearing during pledge drive on a day when we normally wouldn't be on. It's right. a Monday, but it's also going to be at 9 o'clock instead of 9.30. Right. So we're on this week. And yes. then next week, not two weeks from now, but next week, that is pledge drive. So right now, it's between 9.30 and 10. Hello, good morning. <laughs> but you're going to have to get up earlier next week. Sorry. Because we're going to be on from 9 to 9.30. Do you have a uh, phone? Uh, maybe you have a radio right next to your bed. <laughs> and the reason that you're going to want to get up is because Marianne is making chicken pot pies. Maybe chicken pot pies, maybe vegetarian pot pies if you want them, but we're going to give three of them away. So if you donate on the show, um, um, any any amount on the show through the whole entire show, afterwards we're going to pick three names out of a, a virtual hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then... Um, I'll, um, I'll remember to bring a hat. Yeah. And then um, you'll get a call telling you that you can come get a pie and yeah. um, pretty exciting. Very exciting. Actually, uh-huh. I'm, de- I'm delivering a pie to your door. So we'll talk. We'll talk about that. This is just, uh, we're firing a warning shot across your collective bow <laughs> and uh, bow, reminding chicken, bow, you bow. <laughs> that <laughs> nine o'clock next week yep not the week after because we'll be on the week after too yes oh we'll be so tired <laughs> we will from all the shows well from all the cooking <laughs> and, and all the pies <laughs> yeah right marianne i'll be tired from the pies uh, well also um we were talking about what was i talking about i don't remember but pretend there's a segue <laughs> okay i have one Oh, yeah? Because you inspired me last time we talked about uh, all the salads mm-hmm. and it's true this is perfect yeah. salad w- time. And no matter what kind of salad you're making, it's perfect uh, for that. But uh, also fresh corn in macaroni salad, fresh corn in potato salad, fresh corn. You have corn. a really good fresh corn salsa. I do, and I have some in the fridge right now. I've been oh. serving that on chicken, but I didn't talk about it because it's not something I've never tried before. But corn salsa, I, I can just eat it on like a rice cracker or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, it's so simple. It's just so lovely. You know, corn... Uh, avocado yeah I didn't even put avocado because the the avocado makes it lovely but I for my taste if an avocado is that perfect ripeness where it's like squishable easily it's too squishy to cube up and toss in something I want it to be a little bit firmer than that okay but still right but so I'm picky but if I have an avocado sitting on the counter that I can do a fine dice with so that it's about the same size as the corn mm-hmm. uh, I will but it's re- red onion or any onion but the red onion is so pretty in there it's beautiful it's pink and then the corn is yellow and yeah. the avocados are green it's yeah. so pretty it's beautiful and a little I bit know. of jalapeno do I remember that right yeah I uh, I almost always have jalapenos although I prefer um um, I, we can't always get all the kinds of peppers that I would like to be able to have, you yeah, know, we yeah. just, they aren't are in our grown in our world very easily, but we can always get jalapenos. So, uh, so that's fine. Lime um, juice, salt and pepper. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fresh. Yeah. It's so delicious. Yeah. No cooking. Yeah. Perfect for a hot day. Uh, but the other thing that I uh, stumbled across and it, it was a remarkably uninspiring salad recipe but the thing I loved about it was they were doing rice croutons out of day-old rice that's tossed in a pan and browned on the bottom and then flipped and browned on the bottom so it's crispy on the outside and still a little 
okay. squishy on the inside, yeah. and then just broken up into pieces after it cools and tossed a in a idea. salad. It sounds like those Italian, what are those, a rappuccini? Or yeah, yeah. Those, I'm, I know I don't have it right, but those balls of rice that are yes. deep fried, essentially. Yes. That sounds really good. I'm going to try it you know, because I people, always have rice. People who are gluten-free, that would be a really good um, um, substitute for croutons, yeah. too. I and I think that they would do exactly what croutons bread croutons mm-hmm. do, which is so- soak up mm-hmm. whatever fabulous dressing you got on there. Anyway, I am uh, I'm going to do it. I always have rice. Yeah, no, that's really great. I just I do, got I a new too. rice cooker. <gasps> See, everybody out there, go get a rice cooker. They're so important. We've talked about this. before. Yes, and yeah. I had one that was about uh, seriously. I'm not even exaggerating. I think it it actually was about <laughs> over 20 years old. Wow! Wow! And uh, it had long ago lost its little valve in the lid that pops mm-hmm. up to let the steam out. So it was just an open hole at the top. <laughs> and I compensated for that, you know, by adjusting the time and all of that. But then uh, recently I was just, uh, I want a rice cooker that I don't have to yeah. baby. Well, certainly you got the money, your money's worth out of that thing. Yes, yeah, totally. Yes. Well, um, I was talking to somebody at the restaurant supply store. And um, be, um, they were talking about how they hadn't had turkey for like three weeks. Like no turkey, oh. no, no. I, I remember seeing a post on Facebook from Gitano's downtown, how they were um, roasting their own turkey for their turkey sandwiches because they couldn't get any turkey, sliced turkey. And I guess that there's two things that are contributing to like a turkey shortage. And that is, one, of course, avian flu. Yes, that that's, that's yes. That hurts the birds a lot. But I guess that there was some big, horrible turkey... Um, farm fire in um, oh. in our area, and so he said the guys at Foster Farms are saying that it's going to be March before turkeys are um, recovered in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my gosh! And so I just wanted to put that out there a couple months early that this might not be the year to buy a fresh turkey, you know, yeah, for Thanksgiving. Just to you know think ahead, they might be really dear if they're yeah, yeah. if they're uh, available at all, but. I'm always up for plan B for things that, uh, big feast days. Well, but no, you can't use your roast chicken anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that was a default for yeah. us because uh, a two-person household, we do not need a turkey. Yeah. But uh, obviously, no. Yeah, no. Shocker. What? I'll let you know. It may be cheeseburgers. I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I think that I'm probably going to make a turkey roulade because if turkeys are in short supply, I don't need a whole turkey. And so um, I love turkey breast tenderloins. There's, you know, they come cryovacked in a package, pound and a half, there's two of them. And it's um, physiologically, actually, analogous <laughs> to, um, like, you know, when you have the chicken breast, there's the chicken tender or the yes, chicken finger. Yes, It's the chicken finger of the turkey. That's what it is. And so um, I just pound that out, and I think I'm just going to roll some stuffing and sausage up inside that, and I'm, that's what I'm going to have. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds really good. I don't know why I don't eat before we record Food Talk. <laughs> Because seriously, by the time we're through, I'm just like, where is something fabulous to eat? Not just anything. Now I want something fabulous. I want corn salsa with turkey roulade. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Some people are never satisfied. Yeah. But March, that's a long time. But I understand it. If, you know, two things devastated the industry. Hey, you know, it's... uh, Food of all kinds, whether you're a vegan or an omnivore and anything in between, we are at the, the, it is real things being grown in real world. And uh, 
subject to all the the same stuff that we're all subject to yeah. in terms of weird stuff yeah. happening. Yeah, well, and um, personally, me, you know, I am a baker. That's how I make my living. But my um, flour mill burnt down a couple weeks ago. And all my recipes, I mean, I made my recipes and I based it on that flour out of Pendleton that I love. And um, so oh. I got to now figure something out how to adapt my recipes. You're going to have to do a whole bunch of testing yeah, all over again. To other to other flowers. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, but... Um, I'm not... I, I would have already had the cookbook done had I not had to <laughs> test all those recipes again. I don't want to test them because it's more than... It's a lot of work. Yeah, it sure is. You know? What you do is you have your friends test them because you have other oh. eyes. Yeah, Because, like, if you are writing a, a, a recipe and you make a mistake, you're not going to see it. You're just going to do what you normally do but you have your friends test them and see if they can do it yeah that's what you do it's all the tweaking you know it's yeah. like oh that should have been a half a teaspoon not a whole teaspoon blah yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah i'll try it again i'll try it again i'll try it again uh hey uh we have to go oh where's our theme song linda i'm driving my vegetables i'm driving my actual green vegetables i'm driving my vegetables in my actual car i'm actually driving my vegetables i'm driving my vegetables i'm driving my bushel of corn home